Bring it. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Feud for Thought. Well, yes, welcome. We're... <laughs> I wasn't expecting that welcome. It's me, Ben Simmons. Nope, just thought I'd, thought I'd shake it up a bit. It's and me, my... Martin Hill, <laughs> and my esteemed colleague. Me. Oh, where were you? <laughs> me, Ben Simmons. You've thrown me off at the start. I was not expecting any of that, but that's part of the beauty of it. Keep mixing it up, Ben. Gotta yes. keep it real. <laughs> Down with the kids and all that. Fabulous. Welcome, one and all. Hope you've enjoyed that slightly ridiculous start. I certainly did. Um, how the heck are you, Martin? As ever, at the beginning of these, we often say we haven't done this recently. We haven't done this recently, Ben. Uh, we're looking to you to hold up the fort soon as well, because yeah. I, I won't be here for a bit. So we'll see how you do there. Apologies but, to um, our to our tens of fans if you've been disappointed that we yeah, haven't been on for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I think our ones our ones of fans. Uh, yeah, no, we haven't. I think we are getting into a place where we can be a bit more regular with it and find a uh, structure, though, Ben. Yes, if not. Uh, Every week, fortnightly at least, but ideally, I'd like to keep it going, um, because now, now I now I know what you're working and when. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, so bizarrely, it's like, having worked together uh, for an American company a few years ago for quite a while, and then worked together for a very brief amount of time for a delivery company, we now work together again. And shockingly, Martin is my boss. Yes. I get to boss him around. Let's be fair. I've always bossed you around, to be fair, probably in some <laughs> arrogant, I know better than you form. Uh, but no, yes, Peaky Blinded the Rise now has a brand new front of house manager in the form shape of Benjamin Simmons. Yeah, huh? that well, is true. Welcome to the team. Thanks. So the bonus of that is, uh, yeah, I, I know when he's working now, so he can't. Uh, <laughs> although no doubt he'll go and get extra work because, um, yeah, he's uh, uh, on a, a. Well, no, you you said you'd probably do more weekendy stuff. So during the week we've got. Time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I I will <laughs> still be working for the company. I do in work in schools, but obviously in August schools are closed. So, uh, yeah, and it's not every week day that I'm doing that anyway. So, yeah, we can be, Very doing, true. This. Can be doing this. Um, <clears throat> and we've had a raft of different subjects over the last few episodes, and this one is a very wide-ranging subject that I think you're concerned about, although it doesn't bother me at all. We're going to be talking about the liquid world of drinks in this episode. Yes. Not worried about it. I'm just like, you know, I prefer most specific things, but I, I will go with this. We will. Yeah. Uh, we right. need to revamp our theme list, I think. But go on. <laughs> I see you've got all the. Uh, the, the uh, I can tell we're already going down different themes already just by our backgrounds here. So you have got lots of soft drinks behind you. Yeah. And, and I have got two gentlemen holding alcoholic drinks behind me. Absolutely. <laughs> so well, no. We're on. <laughs> We're on very different themes at the minute. We so, haven't specified uh, we'll... soft or alcoholic or otherwise, but I, I think when yeah. you've got as wide a topic as drinks, we can encompass everything, you know. That's the we beauty. can, we can. Now, 
did you know the oldest known drink in the world that's alcoholic that has been consumed by humans originates from the year 7000 BC in Henan province in China and it's just known <laughs> as Chinese fermented beverage it's nothing more specific than that but apparently Original. You're yeah. thinking all that time they would have come up with a better title than that. <laughs> Possibly derived from rice, honey, mm. and or grapes. So some kind of ancient wine. Um, I, I do like with that fact that you put in the little caveat that it's consumed by humans. So yeah. you're assuming that there is some animals out there all getting popped up <laughs> on a Saturday night. Well, um, no. Going crazy in a club. I'm saying the first, like, probably, like, ancient man who, before they were properly evolved from our ancestors of apes or whatever, probably had some kind of drinks they foraged for and would have been natural and would have been water. Who knows whether they squeezed juice out of berries or fruits on trees or whatever. But the first sort of recognised drink that people accept was drunk in large quantities by humans originates from... 7,000 years ago. Then there's a Georgian wine that originates from 6,000 years ago, uh, coming from grapes. There's uh, something called Haji Firuz Tepe wine from Iran uh, about 5,000 years ago. Uh, from South America, derived from maize, there's a drink called Chicha that came from about 5,000 years ago. <coughs> uh, See, you do think, right? I know you've got a list to reel off here, but no, go on, it's all right. it does spark up quite an interesting thing. Well, quite a, a thought process for me that these people who were around back then, who had no concept of what they were doing, yeah, were quite adventurous people in terms of like, I don't even know if the phrase like chef was coined back then or cook or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But they've got these guys, like you think about wine as an example, the whole process of getting thousands of grapes and all that yeah. in a tub and crush, crushing it down and ferment. Like there's no, there wasn't like an instruction book or something that like these guys yeah, just yeah, decided, yeah. let's try this and see what this does. But it does, and it, as well, it does seem to be, I mean, all right, it's a list of alcoholic beverages, but there's always been this thing of humans wanting to find some sort of drink that alters their state. It's not just like water to survive or a sweeter tasting juice to survive. It's realizing that consuming alcohol can make you happier or less inhibited or whatever it does and humans for thousands of years have always wanted to do that i find but where's that... the process so this is what gets me like they weren't as well we're assuming they weren't as evolved as we were yeah like now we could you know if you and I, if someone said do you know what go away and invent a drink we'd probably come up with something yeah, whether yeah. we come up with something brand new or not i don't know but we could we could associate them with they then would have probably had what water and then food. So there <laughs> someone said, let's make the food into a, some sort of drink. Yeah. Like you know, like why was the first question. Like we're we're happy with our water, but <laughs> yeah. we want we want what if we crush all this solid food? All right, yeah. solid, but... no, I don't or maybe someone just stood on a grape one day 
Yeah. And just, and just, maybe it was left there in the sun and it all fermented a little bit and someone just licked it up and went, you know what, that's pretty nice. We should do big <laughs> versions of this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that could be. Now, I've talked about um, alcoholic drinks there and uh, you've got alcoholic drinks in your background. But before we go on to that, I was surprised at this really because the two most popular cola drinks that originated in America and have then been sold worldwide, Coca-Cola and Pepsi-Cola. And uh, we, all know, we all know about your uh, advocating of Pepsi Max. And um, however, do you know, without looking, when each company was founded? Oh, I'll tell you what, Ben. I haven't got a Scoobies. I was uh, quite I surprised. Know, I, th- I know Coca-Cola's just had like, I think it's had like a centenary or something, hasn't it? So well, that... that's the thing. I I did think somewhere in the back of my mind, Coke was older than Pepsi, but I'm surprised. Uh, Coca Cola was first sold in Atlanta, Georgia, in the US in January 1892. Right. So oh, it's a long time off the centenary. I know they've had it, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Pepsi, the company PepsiCo, was founded in 1965. There was no Pepsi before yeah. 1965. So, yeah, I was quite surprised by that. It's 57 years old compared to uh, Coca-Cola's 130 years old. Well, that just makes me like Pepsi more because they've <laughs> taken on an established brand and they've pretty <laughs> much equalised it, Ben, yeah. in the world. Yes. That's good going, that. Do you remember uh, when we were kids? I think it was Coke actually brought it out, and you wouldn't have. It was one of those things where you wouldn't have known it was made by Coke. There was a drink called Tab Clear, which was do, yeah, clear, clear but tasted <laughs> like Coke. Yeah, it was yeah, like they yeah, just yeah. made uh, Coke. And I, rem- I, I remember at the time thinking, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I remember, and now I'm thinking. Yeah, that. What was the point? Yeah, it didn't last. Like, if people want a clear soft drink, it's lemonade or something, <laughs> isn't it? You know. Yeah. Like, what's the point in fooling people into thinking you're not like? Are you that ashamed of drinking Coca Cola? Yeah, yeah. Like, no. This, what this, what this marketing person somewhere went? Coke's nice, but people would like it much more if we took the brown color away and it was clear. Yeah. Like, uh, I can really? only imagine that was for some sort of like. Uh, uh, bar cocktail esque type selling purposes in terms of colorants and yeah, it, it certainly wasn't for a consumer, as noted by the fact it doesn't exist anymore. Well, it might do in America, I don't know. No, I don't think but, it does. I think you're right. Um, well, let, let's but, yeah, go on. let's delve into your character slightly because I've known you for many years. I can't remember if when we first worked together, like doing plays, uh, that you drank Pepsi Max back then. Since working with Vitamix, obviously I knew you were drinking a lot of Pepsi Max and loving Pepsi Max. Can you remember why that started, how that started, or has it just developed over time? Um, Yeah, so I can't remember the first time I had Pepsi Max. No, no, no. It was like a big uh, revolution. (laughs) I, I will tell you this. I was... Definitely, probably in high school. So we're talking 
Okay. 11, 11 to 15 years old when right, I right. would have started drinking it. Um, yeah. And uh, two reasons I know this 100% for sure is, uh, uh, well, basically, like, my mum, to her credit, uh, and this is a thing of the times, I suppose, I don't think this is particularly classed as, like, uh, uh, bad parenting or anything like that. <laughs> she yeah. always got us because I think most people in my family have, have uh, not struggled, well, struggled or been very conscious of their weight and size, etc. So we always had diet drinks. We right. very, very rarely, to to my knowledge, at home ever had full sugared drinks. Right. Yeah. So even to the point now, if I even taste like a full, they call it full fat. It's not fat. It's the sugar. But yeah, if I have yeah, a full, yeah. full, full fat coke. Yeah, or or anything that's full sugar, it literally dries my mouth out instantly. I'm not used to having that much intake of sugar, and I get really dry mouth, and I really I can't. I I feel a little bit queasy afterwards. It's probably a mass sugar rush. All right, because yeah. the stuff that we've always had doesn't have sugar. So this this notion of the sugar content and everything like that that people always band it about really annoys me. And it's just the thing, anyway, that people always say, oh, it's full of sugar and all that, and that's everybody's go-to, but people just don't clearly know what's in the drinks. Pepsi Max was originally brought out for diabetics. Ah, um, right. So, yes, okay. it, yes, it has sugar substitutes. substitutes. Yeah. And the same with Coke Zero. Yeah. <clears throat> that's why you have diet and uh, zeros and all these kind of things. Yeah, they have sugar substitutes or different sweeteners in them, but they are essentially so that corporations can sell to diabetic people. Right, That's the only yeah. reason things like that exist. Um, but uh, because it was a sweet without the actual um, sugar, so to speak, so I, I got the sweet taste, but without, I think that's why I liked Pepsi Max. Yeah. The reason I know it was in high school, because I became such a big fan of Pepsi Max, Benjamin, <laughs> yeah. I wore the clothes. <laughs> really? I had... <laughs> numerous Pepsi Max t-shirts and I had a bright orange waterproof Pepsi Max coat that I used to wear <laughs> to school every day. Okay. And at one time I left my bright orange Pepsi Max coat on the school bus home <laughs> and I right. was so beside myself with grief. My mum went out and bought me an exact replica of it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, okay. Um, so in my life I've owned numerous Pepsi Max clothing and it was it was bizarre. It was like it was my favorite band. Okay, like, I yeah, was literally yeah. wearing wearing the clothing. And um I don't think it's helped me in many ways with my weight situation. I don't think it's helped me with my teeth situation. Uh, and I'll put my hand up to those. But it's to do with the mass quantities I drank it in, not yeah. to do with the actual drink itself. People well, it... who say, oh, it's bad because of this, is bad. It's all about quantity. You can't Course, bash yeah. the product when no. someone is drinking it. Like, it really I annoys used... me. You get you get these videos online of <laughs> someone going, oh, I've boiled down Coke into what's basically molasses and look how disgusting it looks. Or if you leave Coke in here for three days, it'll, t- it'll clean a coin. So what's it doing to your insides? It's like, no. It's obviously safe for humans to consume, otherwise it wouldn't be allowed to be sold if it killed people or destroyed their insides. And it's like, 
if you have five pints of it a day, it's going to be bad for you. If you have the odd glass can or bottle of it every couple of days or every now and again, it's going to be fine. You know, it, it just... Yeah, those, absolutely. Those and hysterical people, things. Yeah, the, the one thing that people take out of that whole process when they say, oh, look, I'll pour it down the sink and what's happening there? And I've, I tell you, I've looked into these arguments so much because people just bash me with them every time. Yeah. Is it's not the coke that's doing it that's cleaning your sink. It's the carbon dioxide that yeah. is cleaning your, your silverware. It's the things like that that clean the muck. When you get a penny, uh, even if you get one from the shop, take one out of your wallet now, it is coated with years and years of muck and dust and grime. Yeah. You put it in any carbon dioxide, you know, oxidized drink, uh, it will clean it. That's yeah. inevitable. The longer you leave it in there, the will. But what happens when you drink this stuff is yeah. your body takes over. It mixes with your saliva, it goes into your stomach, it gets digested. Exactly. Your body enzymes break things down in different ways. It doesn't affect your insides like it does a pipe or anything like that that no. has all your digestive fluids and all that as well. So, yes, you're right. If you drink it, but, but like with anything that you have, if you have it to the levels where it's bad for you, then that's on you, not on yeah. the product. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I'm not sitting here th- saying that it's amazing for you. Go get it. If you're feeling a bit queasy, <laughs> whack a Pepsi Max down you. It's not, it's not, it's just, uh, it's just a drink that people have very much like with uh, same caffeine levels as having a coffee. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably exactly. not as strong as a coffee, if I'm honest. But I know when I did the juice thing, because I've been, I've actually dropped just under two stone now because I'm going away in a couple of weeks. And I want, yeah, you know, I want to look good on my holidays, etc. And part of that has been I stopped drinking Pepsi Max for roughly about a month. I had a month where wow. I didn't have any. Yeah, uh, and the the caffeine withdrawal was the the biggest thing that was coming out of that. Yeah, uh, yeah, when you change, when you substitute it for fruit juices and things like that, it's fine because you still get the sweetness, uh, which is obviously what I like. Um, but, but you know, bizarrely, if to be honest, if fruit juices were cheaper or fruit itself were cheaper, then I would have stuff like that. I'd make my own juices every day and I would be fine. Yeah, but the cost of doing that is horrific. Yeah, like you buy. <clears throat> I've got this innocent smoothie thing here now that I'm drinking. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Th- this is this is um, uh, three pound a bottle. This. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not even a liter. You can get like two liters of Pepsi Max for like a quid. Yeah. So yeah. society doesn't help people who get addicted to these things anyway. No, absolutely. But, but anyway, tirade over. Answer to your question after that long form is I've probably <laughs> been drinking it for about thirty years. Fair enough. Uh, and on and off in terms of how much I I drink it bad. But equally, I very rarely drink alcohol. Right, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, me I, too, the, yeah. The only time I drink is probably when I'm out socialising in a pub. Yeah. I don't usually have alcohol in the house. I have got a case of beer. I've got a case of beer in the corridor in my in the house here. Yeah. Where, um, I, 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 I brought it back from my 40th birthday, which was... Uh, June the eleventh. Yeah, it's n- not one bottle has gone. It's still there, intact yeah. in the hallway. Uh, I'm probably going to take it to my father-in-law's tonight because it's his birthday, so I'm going to give it him. And uh, because I'm just, I just don't sit and drink at home. It's not a thing that I've ever done. <clears throat> and they chastise me, like my my in-laws chastise me on drinking 
Pepsi. The uh, every time I'm there, really, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They drink, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, they drink alcohol at home, and they outright believe that the Pepsi is worse than the alcohol. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I mean, there's arguments either way, but like I said, what people take into account, what people use as arguments is external to the body. They never take into account what the body does with the liquid when it's in the body. Yeah. How yeah. it breaks it down, anything like that. And there's probably a doctor there listening if there is one going no you're wrong i'll put my <laughs> hand up to it but but equally you know uh, i've i you know i don't have any issues with my body other than its mass at the minute which is shrinking um from the copious amounts of pepsi that i've drunk but i'm That's willing fair. to bet those who have drunk the same amount of alcohol have probably got more issues with their body in terms Well that's of, the uh, thing i i've never <laughs> understood and I get that for a lot of people, it's a large part of their lives and a large part of their social lives. But partly because of what my family did growing up, they never had a sort of local pub. Oh, we're going to go to the local pub or whatever. And you just see depicted on TV and you hear about other people. Let's meet up at the pub. <clears throat> my sister-in-law is a shift manager at a sports bar. But for some people, that's their sort of hub of activity and where they go every day. And I've just never understood that thing of <clears throat> I'm going to leave the house, go to this drinking establishment, have four or five pints of beer there and go home. And that's what people do every day or three, four days a week. It's like that can't ultimately be good <clears throat> I mean, for you. It can't be good for you, but I understand the social aspect of it. Like yeah. If- if if I mean well no that's a lie because I've got pubs all around here and I don't go to any of them. But like if the, like for example my dad, uh, he'd probably have a, my mum and dad would probably have a drink most night. I think that generation do. I think that generation do would quite happily sit at the end of the day and have a glass of wine. It's been yeah. And there's lots of our generation that do, but yeah, I think yeah. there's more that don't now. Than do. Yeah. Um, but I guarantee you on a Friday night he would walk up the road to one of the two pubs, whichever one. Well, he used to go up the furthest. The Wilson Arts up the road. Yeah. Uh, uh, or there's the Traveller's Rest up the road. And he'd go walk up with the guy next door. They'd walk up there, and that would be the little social thing. Every Friday night, if they were at home, they would go there. Yeah. Now, I'm at the age now where if I were at home and my dad was still with us, I'd probably go with him. Yeah. I do feel I'd do that. Now, I don't know if I'd feel I'd do that because I missed that connection with him because he's sadly passed, or whether I think I would do that social aspect of just having that regular. But that's like that's if, if, to be fair, right, if we live near each other, if yeah. we were neighbours, if you and I lived next door, oh, yeah. not next door, but if you and I lived uh, at yeah, walking like, distance towards each other, yeah, the chances are we would meet more regularly at a convenient yeah, yeah. middle sure. than we would whatever. And we'd probably have two or three bites. But I get that. That's... Every night. That's that's where the social aspect is more appealing. I think some people get in a rut where they're like, oh, let's meet up. And they don't think, let's have a lemonade, let's have an apple juice, let's have a whatever. They think, let's have a pint. And then you're just chatting. And it's the, I don't understand this societal thing of drinking loads of beer or wine or spirits all night. And then I know there's people that work at, that go to this bar where my sister-in-law works, that Haley's worked at sometimes, and they'll they'll say, oh, I'm here now all day. I'll have about eight pints and I'll be absolutely off my face by the time I go home and then do the same thing on a Saturday night and a Sunday night. And you think you must be spending about 120 quid just on 
constant drinking over a weekend and I, ca- I can't believe people can one now afford to do that or two want to get in that st- well maybe they don't want to get in that state it's just a consequence I don't know I'm not judging people but I just think it's a strange thing as a society we've adopted where we go to places where you get alcohol and I will happily have a drink if I'm like you say if I'm out, if I'm on a night out or socializing I will have a drink but very rarely do I think I want to drink loads tonight you know, and yeah, I mean, do you have a drink at all? Occasionally, but not really. I mean, Haley likes a glass of wine most nights. Um, yeah, and I, a but lot of and, folk do. yeah, sometimes I might mm. have a beer or a cider, but it's probably once a week maximum that I'll have a drink. I mean, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's just the, the, the well, for me personally, I, I think it's just the way that. Um, my routines ended up changing around. Like for for my brother and my sister, like we were brought up in Huddersfield, Meltham, Huddersfield. Yeah, and it is pretty much at the time we were growing up, probably more so for my brother than me, because there's there's ten years between us. Th- there was less to do locally. Yeah, and w- we were we were in a place where the high school and and that that we went to, or the schools we went to, were lots of different uh, villages, if you like, merging. So. For example, you made friends with people who were probably half an hour to an hour's drive away from you. Like yeah. Craig, who's my best mate, he lived in Dewsbury. I lived in Huddersfield. Yeah. Um, so for us to see each other, we either had to nag our parents to drive us, catch three-hour buses that went all around the town, or as soon as you could drive, that's how you used to meet up. Yeah. But we were also built into the, you know, the the laws had changed. The mum and dad's era, you could drink and drive probably and be fine. Yeah. Oh, not 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 be fine. I mean legally <laughs> be fine, not <laughs> yeah, yeah, physically yeah. be fine. Uh it was very restricted when we were there. So I'd to see my friends, as soon as I was able to drive, I would drive myself there. So I didn't drink. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Because most of my friends were over in Humphrey, I'd drive over to Humphrey. And I'd drive back because I didn't know what time I'd be out till. I didn't know what time I'd finish. I'd feel bad if my... I mean, my dad would wait up anyway because he was always worried about us. But I'd feel bad if I had to make them come pick me up, etc. I'd be like, yeah. I'll just drive. <laughs> when my brother and my sister were my age at that time, cars, I don't think <laughs> I don't think they had access to that as much. Well, my brother yeah. probably did because he took, he took a car to... Maybe I'm talking rubbish there. But in my opinion, it's because... I would drive and meet my friends a lot more, so I would be more responsible about that. Yeah. And likewise, my friends would if they drove over to meet me. We were just more, uh, uh, not a responsible generation, I suppose, but we were more aware of it because it yeah. was drilled into us on adverts and stuff, which you probably it's, didn't get It's before. weird now. Now we're at the age we are, thinking back to a time when you'd go out and need your parents to come and pick you up and just that whole interaction and how it would go yeah. i can remember going out no was, uber back then yeah yeah going out um with schoolmates when we were 18 drinking in the local pub and thinking i'll get my dad to come and get me and to be fair to him it was only about a three minute drive and then you'd have to drive around the one-way system in our town and back up so i got in the car thinking i kind of need the loo a bit <laughs> why didn't i go before i left the pub and then he drove home and in about the three four minute drive to get around the one-way system and back home i got desperate to go to the loo 
and didn't I don't know why I didn't want to tell him I felt why I, I can't explain why I felt like oh I can't admit this but he then drove past our house and went I'm gonna go and get some petrol for the tomorrow I need the car tomorrow <laughs> and this was before petrol stations or a lot of petrol stations had toilets in and stuff so I was absolutely gutted like desperately trying to hold it all in and I just ran when we eventually got home just ran into the bathroom it was all fine. Um, well, I thought that was going to end very differently, that story. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, surprisingly, ended relatively well. I do remember my mum coming to get me from a party, and she had a Metro at the time, a mini Metro. And because I promised so many people a lift home, they all lived in a similar area, the party was like 10 miles from home. <laughs> She got two people in the passenger seat and it was a it was not a five door car. It was a three door. So you had to like fold the passenger seat forward to get in the back. I think she got five people in the back, and two in the front. So there was eight with my mum driving. There was eight people in this car being given a lift home. It cannot have been legal in any way. And I remember thinking this was hilarious. And my mum was clearly traumatised and didn't want to let on and had to give all these people a lift home. But the car survived. We all survived. No one got pulled over. It was fine. Nice. What about your uni life? Did you go crazy at uni? I did, did a you bit. Go to uni? I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. I went, actually, it's bizarre. I went to uni in Leeds, so not that far oh, from... Oh, yes. I did know that. Up. I did know that. Yeah, but I did... Well, I wouldn't say go crazy. I can remember like there was a clearly a drinking culture. And when we were in our halls of residence in the first year, somehow all the guys that became mates, there was a group of about 15 of us, would get together and have what we ended up calling vodka days. And it was always at a weekend. It was always when nothing else was on the next day. And in pairs, you would go and buy a bottle of vodka like a, 700 500 mil 750 mil bottle of vodka and a few bo bottles of mixers and we'd all just hang out in the common room and drink it all and over the course of a day of about 10 hours this bottle would be gone and we did it so many times throughout the year like maybe eight times ten times by the last time you were getting a bottle each and you're like yeah that's actually quite bad yeah <laughs> And I can remember being at uni and the first sort of five, ten nights out I had feeling fine the next day and thinking, this is amazing. I'm never going to get hangovers. I'm some sort of superhero. I don't know how this has happened, but I'm loving it. And then clearly it started. <laughs> and I can remember having quite a few days where I just could not move the next day and needed to drink pints of water to feel like a human again. So I did drink quite a bit at uni in the first year and then calm down a bit after that, I think. See, I did have some days like that, um, but few and far between. Yeah. Because, again, what happened at uni was I ended up uh, working. I can't remember how I got it. I think I just saw they were advertising for a job when I went into the student union once, and I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And it was just to be a steward there. Oh, right, uh, yeah. And then... The oh, because you ended up doing it. security and stuff, didn't you? Was well, yeah. So what, what happened was because the university pretty much is the majority of the town there. The, what you, um, what uni was it? This was at Wolverhampton. Classic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, although it's, uh, they just had a new theatre grant 
and and they just built this brand new theater called the Arena Theater, and it was beautiful. And I just was obsessed with the idea of performing in it. And <laughs> yeah. So I decided. Plus, it was sort of halfway between London and yeah, and home, because I didn't want to move too far. Still a mummy's boy. <laughs> uh, so I um, yeah, I ended up going there, but either the rules changed or something happened, or it might have happened before I got there. I can't remember. Where because all inner city venues have to have official security, not um just students being security people. Okay, yeah. So the guy who who did it, uh, I had to do a security course. So I had to officially get my doorman's license, uh, which I did. If I've still got it, it's hanging up here behind me. Right. Um, and uh, so I had to work for an actual security team. So as that happens, I started doing the other places around because I just from people I knew, like Revolution, just different bars. Yeah. So, but predominantly, and then I ended up being a supervisor there by the second year, and I started running the. I don't know what I don't know what it is with me. Wherever I've been, I've ended up running the team. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just don't know. Yeah. But because of that, I spent a lot of my nights stopping people being idiots when they're drunk, and therefore. I didn't have the impulse, or I was aware if I start doing this, or if I go down, I'm going to be one of those idiots that I have to kick out of clubs. So it became more of a that's just the way my head works now. Even now, when I'm out, <clears throat> there's part of my brain that will be, and again, because of the nature of the shows that I'm doing, Peaky yeah. Blinders, this is an immersive theatre event. I have, <clears throat> if I'm in a bar, I will be looking around to spot if anyone's been an idiot or if someone's about <laughs> to kick off. Yeah, just, yeah. You can't switch it off. Yeah, and a lot of times I'll be out with my mates. Particularly back then, I'll be out with my mates, and they'll be like, "Martin, you're not at work now, you know, you know." And because I'll be sitting that that guy, I'll be watching that guy over there. Like, there's just it just became that framework where I saw more bad things with alcohol than good, so yeah. I just didn't do it. But yeah, having said yeah. that, when I do drink, because I've always had a big mass, <laughs> should I say, <laughs> uh, I've always been able to drink, so it's never sort of stopped me. In terms of level of consumption when I'm out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, it's just I don't do it that often. So it's right. a little bit a little bit nicer. I enjoy it more when it's a social thing. And if I accidentally get a bit too drunk and I've got an hangover, I'm very not very much not equipped for it. Like I can <laughs> I cannot handle a hangover because yeah. I haven't had the practice. So I'm also aware of that as well. Uh, like I, I try and stop myself because I thought I'm going to regret this tomorrow, and I don't like it when that happens because it's very painful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, now let's well let let's break away from alcohol for a minute. Again, I think from my upbringing, I got used to doing this from an early age because my mum and dad did it, and it would they just drank tea and coffee all the time although weirdly my mum never liked tea and would only ever have coffee my dad had tea and coffee so from quite a young age Damn. i got used to having tea Damn. and coffee yeah and i and if i'm at home very often i'll think do i want to drink do i want a glass of water do i want a soft drink no i fancy a cup of tea and I know in the last sort of 20 years having coffee has become this huge industry and I do like coffee. I do look forward to a latte or something like that sometimes. But even now, if I'm sat at home, I think, oh, I really fancy a cup of tea. And I, th I get a feeling that from our generation and younger, that's getting rarer. Although they say British people always love their tea and their hot drinks and their coffee. I don't know. I just get. I'd say, I'd 
say the opposite. I I think that I'm surprised how many people drink the teas and the lattes and the. I don't. I don't really do hot drinks bizarrely. It's not very often I'll have a hot beverage, even in winter. I, yeah, I struggle with it. Uh, but my mum always had coffee. My dad predominantly had tea. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think p- p- people like I think that the younger generations um, are being brought up by a lot of. Well, obviously, I'm talking. I'm just factual. Being brought up by people of our generation, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> yeah. where there was more of a diluted mix of people who hit alcohol regularly, and I'm surprised at how much the younger generation don't drink as obscenely now there's two things here one it could just be because i'm that old now i have no connection with that generation so i don't know but my (laughs) perception of it is that i don't think they drink quite as wildly as i don't think it's a drinking like drinking used to be part of uh our zeitgeist because we didn't have much else to do as teenage to adult generation sure yeah 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 there's a lot more computer games computer games and all that were being developed back then yeah they were mainly aimed at kids yeah now there's so much more like computer games and stuff that take our focus as adults as well yeah yeah programming that takes our focus as adults as well stuff that you can just get on your hand device like on your phone whenever you're out there yeah yeah there's a lot of distractions now rather than I think a lot of our generation and older when they're at that age where they start drinking is there's nothing else to take away from it. Whereas now I think people find distractions. I think people do other things. They're not, you know, if they don't go on a mad bender one night, it's not that bothered because they've sat in and binge watched Game of Thrones or something. (laughs) Um, Yeah, 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 sure. And the irony is that that can be seen as equally cool or as equally valid in social groups as being out on a bender. Yeah. Whereas yeah, sure. if we'd have done that before, do you know, if we, if we were when when we were when I was eighteen, if I'd have said, "Oh, I can't go out with you guys tonight because I'm going to go watch Iron Man uh, in <laughs> in the cinema," I'd have been probably punched in the face by a lot of my <laughs> friends. But kids say that now, and they're like, other kids are going, "Oh yeah, actually, I'll come do that instead." Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. Go, go, Iron Man, Captain America, all these things that were just random rubbish when we were kids. <laughs> so there's a lot of other stuff going on now that people socialise with and and stuff like that. The cinema, I remember when we used to go to the cinema as a kid, we had to drive to Leeds. We had to drive like over an hour to the Showcase Cinema. Wow, yeah. found one. Yeah. That Showcase Cinema in Leeds was like a special treat when my mum used to take us to see like Lion King or some rubbish that had come out at the time. Yeah. Sorry, Lion King fans. <laughs> now, there's, there's probably, there's a cinema, in fact, now there's a cinema in Owen Firth I didn't even know about, um, <laughs> which is a, it's just like, you know, yeah, all, all things change like that. Absolutely. It definitely does. Harder. Um So now, I know that you've just taken us off. Uh, alcohol, Ben. I kind of want to take us back. Oh, Sorry. go on. Okay. <laughs> uh, only because uh, the picture behind me, which people cannot see, is a <laughs> picture of uh, Derek and Rodney Trotter. Yes. With uh, one of Dell's uh, classic little he cocktails. Did, he did his love his cocktails well. in the Nags Head. He did he? love his cocktails, which I think set off a tra- I think he's one of the main people who set off a love of cocktails in this country. 
but equally for me as well. Yeah. Because um, I used to love this notion of mixing all these drinks together to the point like when I was younger, um, we had a soda stream. Don't know if you oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. And I used to make different bottles of so so I'd like orange and lemonade so and you'd invent and your own the heck it was. cocktail. Yeah. And I used to mix them together and sometimes I was known to tip a banana upside down and stick it in there as well while I was drinking it. <laughs> while my mum and dad were out, by the way, I'd used to do this. <laughs> I kid you not. Because the idea of of mixing these drinks together and creating a new drink used to fascinate me. I love that. Like, while got... some, hang on, while some people's parents are out, they like steal alcohol from their alcohol <laughs> cupboard. They might go around yeah. the house, do something bad, have a party or whatever. No, no. I'll put a banana in our soda stream. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I'm dipping fruit in different flavored <laughs> drinks. <laughs> Why not? Okay. Uh, and, and at one point, at various times in my life, people have bought me cocktail mixers. I've got cocktail books in the back, but I'm really crap and I've never bothered making them because when you actually look at it and all the ingredients, yeah. and then you're thinking, right, I've got I've got to buy a whole bottle of rum for this one <laughs> shot. What's this? Uh, it suddenly becomes a very pricey affair. Yeah. But I used to love watching Only Fools and Horses and seeing Del Boy at the bar in his house. Yeah. Like, having a bar in your house, I thought it was... Yeah, yeah. It's still a dream of mine to have a bar. Even though I do not drink at home, <laughs> I still, as a 40-year-old man, want a little curved bar in the corner of my room. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Probably because of my just of my love for Only Fools and Horses. So it's um this weird thing of concocting and making drinks and stuff like that. Are you a cocktail fan? And what should go to if you were well, out in a we're we're very fortunate where we are in shenfield over the road is a bar so we can literally get to a bar in about 20 seconds um and and they're they do do quite nice cocktails and um i do like an espresso martini which obviously has coffee and vodka in it i do like that um I've I've always like I've like classic cocktails like pina coladas. I like that. Again, with most spirits, what I like about them is not the alcoholic taste and the burn you get from it. It's whatever you mix with it to take away the taste of the alcohol for me. I I would never ever want to drink neat spirits ever. Um and lately Yeah, I'm a bit funny like that, but it's like people like the Peaky Blinders or like Mad Men and stuff like that, they always make like drinking whiskey look really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every time I've tasted whiskey, I, I've wanted to. I'm like, what is this? Why are you drinking this? Why are you torturing yourself? I do think that any spirit, even like very sweet spirits, neat, like what I'm about to talk about, I don't really like it neat. Like amaretto, disarono, that kind of stuff. I've got into the, the bar over the road, makes an amaretto sour which I think mm-hmm. has some sort of bitters in it. Uh, it has yeah, lemon, well. also has lemon juice and um, you can have soda or lemonade in the amaretto, but I think an official one also can have egg white in it or something. So I don't right. know if the bar puts egg white in it or not, but I really like it over there. And I've made that a bit at home. Um, and I used to like, and it, not just for the funny name, an orgasm, which as far as I'm aware is something like, it's like an alcoholic chocolate milkshake and I don't, I think it's vodka based um, and it has possibly Kahlua in it as well. And I think milk and maybe chocolate flavor or something or chocolate milk, but I really liked that. 
Um, but yeah, not not so much your classic cocktails like martinis or anything like that. Or not a martini know. fan. I don't mind a porn star martini. I quite yeah. like them because it comes with a shot of prosecco. You get a little bit extra for your money. It just feels like a, <laughs> feels like a win win. That one. A lot of your uh, seem to, uh, decisions seem to be financially based. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. All my decisions are financially based. Uh, Alana likes a porn star martini. Uh, Alana's brother, uh, my brother-in-law Sean, he's. Uh, I don't know if he still is, but he at one point was slightly obsessed with espresso martini. Right. Well, like one, I remember one part. He was, we were at an event there, and he was just constantly. It might have been Christmas, just constantly making espresso martinis, <laughs> like one after the other. Yeah. And to be fair, he was obviously quite good at them because everyone else was like, "Can I have another espresso martini?" Yeah. Um. So if you want one, Sean's your guy. Right. I'll bet. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm fa- I'm fascinated with the whole, and it, it it stems back to what I was saying before about what started all this stuff. Like, yeah, there is, yeah. There, there is like who decided let's put all this together. People became obsessed with trying different things. The, there's a drink um, in Norway that I know I can't remember the name of the drink, but the the drink is put on a boat. Uh, so it's sort of made in Norway. It's put on a ship and yeah. it travels to Australia and back, and then it's <laughs> bottled in Norway and sold. <laughs> because they deem that all the like the motion of the ocean, the swishing, and all that kind of stuff that goes on, right, creates the perfect mixing of this drink, <laughs> and so then it is bought. Now that is one expensive way to go about making. A drink yeah, yeah, that. yeah. It's like just get a big stick and swirl it round in it for a month yeah. instead of sail. Surely, or just put it on like on like a machine that vibrates yeah 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 yeah. surely you can recreate the motion of the ocean (laughs) uh at hope for a much cheaper cut but like these things exist because they're just sort of ingrained in all this tradition of 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 like cocktails yeah i heard a thing about the reason it's called a cocktail there's various different um, oh yeah i've never known that it's quite interesting well there's various different stories but the one that i think is the is the most elaborate uh, yeah. Should we say? Yeah. Is um. So when, like, if if back in the day, if you had an older horse, yeah, right, and you wanted to try and sell that horse, they used to stick ginger up the horse's bum, and right. it would cause the horse to raise its tail and make the horse look healthier than possibly the horse was, and okay. in some way younger. Right, right, and because because the alcohol mixers give you this buzz, yeah, and sort of pep pep you up a little bit, it got referenced in the same vein oh, as the, okay. the cocktail, which was in the horse. Now, again, there's one of many variations of why that was called a cocktail, but that's the one that that seems to logically make sense because it's delved in something that we used to do back in the day. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. And- and that was officially called a cocktail because they used to cock their tail up. And yeah, sure. And stuff like that. That so yeah, just uh, various <clears throat> things like that. If if I were to offer you a drink, Ben, yeah, right, would you be interested in a sour toe cocktail? Sour toe cocktail. Yeah. Just the name of it makes me instantly want to say no and not go anywhere near it. If it ends well, up well, being that okay. and plus probably the intonation in which I spoke. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yes, it's not a nice cocktail. <laughs> tell me um, more about it, although I'm slightly concerned. I will tell you, this was established 
1973. Right. In Dawson City. Uh, and what happened um, was, uh, basically, there was a miner uh, and rum runner named Louis Lycan, who had a frostbitten uh, toe amputated in the 1920s. Right. And he preserved his toe in a jar of uh, alcohol. Right. And he kept it in his, in his cabin for memories. Now, about 50 years later, so like 1973, um, the local captain, uh, Dick Stevenson, found the jar containing the tour while cleaning out the cabin, and he brought it to uh, what was then called the Sourdough Saloon and started daring people by putting the tour in people's drinks yeah, and telling them to drink it. Yeah. And people did, and it became a club called the Sourdough Cocktail Club. So a sourdough cocktail is essentially you drinking a cocktail of choice. It could be any choice drink, yeah. from what I understand, but it has to have the fermented tour yeah. Yeah. <laughs> inside it as well. Now, um, <clears throat> now um, can, you, can you clarify? Is it lasted? Hang on, hang on. Is it? The liquid that the toe was in, it has to have a bit of that, or it has to have the oh, whole toe a, a put in. Both, the it? They take, they take the toe out of the alcohol drink and they put it into your drink. And right, you I was seeing. Oh, right, okay. Uh, now, that toe that was found in 1973 lasted a total of seven years uh, <laughs> before a miner named Gary Younger was trying for the sour toe record. There is a record of those. And on his 13th glass of sour toe champagne, his chair tipped backwards and he swallowed the toe. <laughs> oh, God. Right. And since then, there have been seven more tours. People donate tours. Uh, the toe number two was given after an amputation <laughs> to an inoperable <laughs> corn. That was toe number two. Toe number three came from a victim of frostbite who uh, and was also accidentally swallowed. Uh, toe four was an anonymous tour, uh, later stolen by a hunter. I don't know why. The fifth and sixth tours were donated by Yukon Old Timer. Ha- hang on. If you'd, if you'd have said to me at the start of this podcast, later on, Martin's going to say toe four was an anonymous toe donated by a hunter. <laughs> yeah. No, stolen by a hunter. The anonymous, the toe was anonymous. Uh, another guy uh, donated by an old timer in return for free drinks for his nurses. The seventh toe was amputated due to diabetes. The eighth toe arrived in a jar of alcohol with a message, don't wear up until sandals while mowing the lawn. Oh, uh, God. On the... F- um, so basically, then they put in 2000... Uh, well, I'm not sure when the date it came in, but on the 24th of August 2013, a man ordered a sour toe shot and <laughs> swallowed it. He just swallowed the whole toe and the shot, and he was fined £500 for it. Oh, the point why? where people keep doing this, there is now, if you go in there and you swallow the toe, you will be charged um, uh, there, for it. You there's no fear of me out. ever. No matter how much someone was offering me or daring me, there's no way I'd be doing that. That is a, a that's a very uh, well. I don't know. People have survived. I mean, it's not. It's well, I know not it's not. Thing. I know no it's, one's condemned it. 
clearly it's not going to kill a person. It's clearly, you know, it's just disgusting, the idea of it. It's a little bit like Bush Tucker Trials and I'm a Celebrity. If ever I got famous enough, I would never go on that programme just because I would not want to subject myself to having to do that and eating that stuff and doing anything horrible like that. That just seems horrible. That's a very, very unusual cocktail. It brings me back to what you were saying earlier on about who were the first people that went, if we tread on these and then leave it, and then it all goes, what people think. Well, at least that's explained. No, no, no. I get No, what I was going to say, I get that. That that toe thing, I understand how it started, but like, it's a bit like tequila and having a worm in the bottle of a tequila. Who was the first person that went, yeah, that'll be all right. Let's try that. You know. Apparently it does something, but I don't know how anybody found out it did anything or what it does. Yeah, isn't it like whatever, vaguely hallucinogenic, supposedly, the origins or something? I doubt it. I think that started in very much the same way. I think someone found a bottle of tequila with a worm in it and dared his mate to drink it. <laughs> yeah. And he went, all right, and then that just became a thing. Yeah, probably. The oldest, um, sorry, um, the most complicated cocktail to make is the Commonwealth cocktail. I've never heard contains... of a Commonwealth cocktail. Does it have to have some of the Queen's blood in it? Uh, no, <laughs> but it's got 71 ingredients in it. Bloody hell. Uh, right. To honour the 71 countries competing in the 20th Commonwealth Games. Right, I see. Okay. So I'd, I'd love to go in a bar and order that just to piss someone off. Yeah. And then... By the time by the time he's finished it, I've left the bar. <laughs> <laughs> just or let him serve you and go. Actually, I've changed my mind. Can I just have a sex on the beach, please? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so, mainly right. a beer guy. If I'm in a pub, I'll go for a, a beer. Usually, I just go for whatever lagers. On. Now this is interesting. I'm so unadventurous with my drinking. I've always, when I've had a drink. If I'm out with people, I will usually have a beer over a wine or over a spirit. Um, And quite often I like those bottled beers that just seem a bit lighter, like a Sol or a Corona or something. You put the slice of lemon or lime in and it again, but that's just adding flavor to it. Or or a baby sham. Yeah. (laughs) I would never want bitter. I would never want a stout like a Guinness or anything like that. Anytime I've had a Guinness, I've just, I've tasted it and just thought it's just, tastes a bit too much it tastes like if i drank all of this pint of this it'd be too stodgy feeling i don't i just i don't know if you've ever tried guinness or bitters or anything like that i have i don't like them and and this last two minutes of conversation is probably why we shouldn't do a podcast on drinking because (laughs) clearly (laughs) not the people for it well hang on hang on it's like gaz you remember gaz like our our old boss gaz like he was into all his ip and yeah 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 i need to tell you about them and stuff like that and i'm like dude you just spent 10 minutes telling me something and not letting me drink like (laughs) right hang on i'm really glad that you enjoy can we just pick a beer and have one we've got about five minutes left let's go back to soft drinks now if you uh, clearly you love your pepsi max when you were younger or have i not mentioned that or even now will you drink other soft drinks like there's some on the screen behind me. Have you ever tried? Like when I was a kid, I used to like ones that were unusual colours. And when you have them in cans, you can't see the colour. Pouring them into a glass was interesting. Like behind me, something you very rarely get now, a Tizer, which was a bright red fizzy drink. 
And yeah, you don't see ties. Don't really yeah. see ties, and I quite liked that when I was a kid. It's a little bit like Vimto is your sort of black currant purple drink, Iron Brew as well, orange drink. They all have very weird tastes that you can't quite sort of put your finger on. Um, yeah, ties are an Iron Brew. Why, yeah, I was never ever a fan of you know roller cola. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, supermarkets own brand and a pops cola. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah pan. I, I've I've always had the the Pepsi Max. Yeah. Or, if I'm out, and I I would sometimes have like a Coke Zero because bars sometimes either do Pepsi or Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Very rarely get those that do both. So I, I would have a Coke Zero or something like that if I was out. But if I was in a shop. And there was no Pepsi, and I was thirsty enough to have something. I probably would get a bottle of water okay. over a Diet Coke or a Coke Zero or something like that. But if uh, it comes I to hate Dr Pepper with a passion, I don't know why it exists. Really, that's um, interesting because it's a future things... thought. I really like Dr Pepper. Well, I was just about to say only idiots drink that, so <laughs> it stands to reason that that's fair. Uh, I do like lemon and limey stuff. So the seven ups sometimes. I was going nice. to ask you about I your lemonade, like... your sprites, your seven ups. Yeah, things like that. Uh, a, a drink that my mum used to have um, sometimes was uh, Martini Rosso, which is like the the red. Oh yeah, yeah. Martini with lemonade, and I did used to like that with ice. Uh, yeah. Every now and again. If if my mum was making one of them, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'd have. If you like your lemon and limey stuff, I mean, there's seven up and there's Sprite, but sure, again, something that's less popular now was I loved when I was a kid, lilt, a cheeky lilt, which uh, was sort of pineapple hints as well. Things, I'll tell you what, things that are orange bit, right? This is weird as well because I will eat an orange quite happily. uh, Right. Things that are orange based, like fresh orange juice, even, or like your Fantas and things like that. Yeah. uh, I find them. To, they'll give me indigestion or heartburn more than other stuff. And I don't okay. know if it's because they have actual orange juice in there and they're therefore are slightly more acidic. Um, I don't know. Uh, one of my best mates, Pete, was obsessed with university with a drink called Rio. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rio, the drink. And they used to have a weird... At one point, cans went through this. Th- Do you remember, like, the, they tried to change the style of opening? Of yeah, a like a push Rio, Rio, Yeah, Rio's had that little weird push button thing where there's just like a little hole like i don't quite get the concept or how it came about because it often ended up in the drink like, yeah it's, it's <laughs> a very w- weird thing but um yeah they, they tried doing that at one point and uh yeah i remember that so i, if... I don't know i re- environmentally wise if cans are better than yeah plastic. well if they're al- aluminium they can be recycled can they i don't know enough about it i'm a bit ignorant with can recycling and metal recycling but um, you talked about you didn't. You're not a big fan of orange, so presumably, if if it has an effect on you, you hardly ever drink it. But orange juice smooth or orange juice with bits, or could that never be a choice for you? Smooth. Okay. Right. No, I, don't, I don't like bits. If I was having it, I would never. If I was away having a morning fruit yeah. thing, yeah, 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 probably yeah. be apple. Probably be apple juice. I, I would be my right. My Fair go-to. Enough. Well. Uh, I, I, upsettingly we've got to end this podcast in less than a minute so uh i think we've covered quite a wide range of the subject of drinks and um although we didn't talk too much about tea and coffee uh we'll have to 
maybe get back to that another time. Although I do feel we need a more serious subject in the coming weeks to uh, enthrall our listeners with. So we do. We're going to get a more repetitive, well, not repetitive, a more uh, freak one that w- well, one I want one that will stretch over a few episodes. Oh, I, I see. Think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To sure. run it to an end and then do that and find more of a solid theme, I think. Absolutely. But I do want to find a topic that's worthy of that. I don't just want to randomly start chatting about. No, okay. But drinks. as ever, if you've got any comments about the wonderful world of drinks, uh, tweet us at Feud Thoughts on Twitter and we'd be delighted to hear from you. If you want us to talk about any particular topic in the future, same place, give us a shout at Feud Thoughts. We'll, uh, we'll give you a shout out. But right now, from myself, Ben Simmons, and my esteemed colleague, me, Martin Hill, and we're... Derek, and Rodney. <laughs> We're all off for a cheeky cocktail and a tizer. We'll see you very soon. Bye for now. Lovely jubbly.